supposed to be saying anything during the intro. Hello. Hello. You're not supposed to be saying anything. Good evening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this beautiful day. Um, cold here. Um, it's actually kind of gray. It's not really like super beautiful, but I mean, it's... It's beautiful to be alive today. I, I've enjoyed being alive today. I want to see if I can show you the uh, outside here of the of the day. You can sort of see the grayness of it all, right? Kind of intermingled and everything there. Some gray. Lots of gray things going on out there in the uh, gray world. You know, we used to broadcast from that very porch, and I, I, I'm looking forward to broadcasting from that porch again. Uh but uh, as you know that uh, now you guys know that that if you are trying to broadcast on the porch and and it doesn't let you do that, uh, then you end up saying "geez," and you're like, "Geez, I really wanted to to broadcast from the porch," and that that is uh, that's how we came up with uh, Portuguese Portuguese. It's uh, the whole country. Uh, you know, if you look at the climate, it it, it has that uh, it has that kind of uh, uh, mid mid state to it. So I'm just going to clean you off there. Uh, mid mid weather, right? So it really helps. So uh, let's see if we switch back over to this game. If we uh, okay, yeah. So um, so yeah, but I've been uh, man, I've been organizing. Uh, the sarcophagus is going great. Not gonna lie, it's pretty messy. Um, I'm not muted, right? I didn't even ask. What am I getting good at this? I didn't even ask. I didn't even bother. I was just like, eh, it's muted. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, but yeah, uh, I've been uh, working on the sarcophagus a lot. Uh, and actually, when I say a lot, really, what I've been doing is organizing. It's been great, man. I, I uh, downstairs is just a a fantasy world now for art and sculpture and tinkering and uh all the projects that that uh that i plan on have going on down there and uh you know who knows if if the if, if the audience likes this kind of stuff then you know i could take you downstairs more and, and we could check stuff out and uh and see where things are one of which is the progress on the current sarcophagus however most of my work has been uh noticing how important it was to set up a proper rig to film what I'm working on. So a lot of my work the last couple of days, including what I'm going to do as soon as we get done with airship tonight is get right back down there and work on this actuator thing where it does like a, I'm thinking it could do like a slow, like as I'm talking about this, right? This thing would be happening right here. Like just as you're talking about whatever you want. And then if you put another button, it would do this. And just being able to do that while you're talking about something else is really the exact same thing as being able to play an instrument. You get, <clears throat> hopefully you get better when you practice your rhythm and you, you're you leading with your left, right? So, so it's like the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, right? The, you're emphasizing different beats, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, right? But then you're switching, you're doing with your left, you're doing with your right, you're doing with your left, you're doing with your right. Same thing happens in visual art. Same kind of thing. Camera is just a uh, a bass guitar. 
setting. Anyway, this is probably boring to some of you, but uh, I just, this whole art form of witness, this whole concept of all that is uh, the, the film industry. I think if anything shows you more deeper, like th think about, think about how, how the, the most, what we consider the, the, the most successful industries that we give the most attention to, we give the most fame to, we, we follow their every step and breath is the witness industry. We call it showbiz, but really it's just the witness industry. And that should give you a clue about, about the kind of the kind of what, what's really real. What's really at the, at the heart of reality here is witnessing is what I'm trying to say. And showing the uh, importance of that scene in uh, cinema and Hollywood and things like that. All these are important uh, clues that kind of give that away is what I'm trying to say. It's just interesting. And it has nothing at all, nothing at all to do with today's topic. Like, not have, there's not even an inkling of a remote thing how these two are, are related to each other. Free money for life. That that's that's the uh, that's the tagline. Free money for life, and we're gonna look at at what this means today. And the only way we're gonna understand what this means today is to look at what it used to mean yesterday. What it used to mean the day before. And the day before that, and, and I I was going to show you pictures of of Klaus Schwab and and remind you of the dangers of all the UBIs and the and the the digital slavery and all the other just just wankadoodle stuff that's going on. But I I I'm not trying to communicate with the audience that needs a a mouthpiece simply to warn them about really obvious freaking dangers that are already there. I'd rather you look deeper at the process that's happening right now, because I've long discussed the Pied Piper. If you're new to my work, I believe that the elite, what we call the elite, what, what, what are in effect elite actually employ a Pied Piper syndrome to literally call to, to literally, I, I want to see if this actually yeah, to, to literally call to uh, a society, they have. Uh, just give me a sec. I swear I'll be I'll be better here. Just I wanted I want to make sure that this that this works. But but that they will literally call out to society and say, Hey, does anyone out there want to murder people? And they'll come through town and they'll play Pied Piper music. They'll the Pied Piper music will say, Hey, do you want to? Do you want to come murder somebody? And anyone who answers that call returns and, and follows the Pied Piper. And, and the Pied Piper takes him all the way down to the river. All the way down. And he drowns him there. He drowns, drowns him there. And, and, and we call that evil. You know, we're like, oh, that's that's evil. That's horrible. The Pied Piper, we need to get him. We need to eliminate the world of Pied Pipers, and then we'll be safe. 
when and we ask ourselves, well, why would we be safe? It's like, well, because if we didn't, if the Bible comes here, he's going to come through town. He's going to draw out all the rats, all, all the, all the people that are prone to, to disease. He's going to play them a certain song and the, and, and the song is going to be so attractive. It's going to hypnotize them. It's going to take them down the river and they're all going to drown. And you, and you ask, and that's bad, right? Well, of course it's bad. Of course it's bad. You, you, you can't go, go round up all the, all the people that are prone to violence and take them down to the river of their own accord simply by playing music and have them, have them drowned. J- James, that, that's, that's cruel and inhumane. If you, if you were, if you were, if you were a good person, James, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't send a Pied Piper through town. You would allow the, those, those with the propensity for violence to, to exercise the freedom of America. And they live in America and they get to stay in the village. And if they have propensity for violence to stay in the village, well, that's just the American way because we got guns. And if you got a gun, then you ain't got no problems, right? And so we don't need no Pied Piper coming in here saying, Hey, any of you guys are psychopathic serial killers? Why don't you follow this music? And there's not a true channel that talks to you about this idea. No one's out there going, hey, have you ever thought about maybe the elite like utilize a Pied Piper to actually bring forth the most retarded? The, the, I'm sorry, the word retarded isn't even the best word. To bring forth the most, the most, uh, the, the, the ones above, uh, uh, among the crop that are most apt to, to destroy the propensity of what everyone else is doing to where is the moral line here as gardeners of humanity do you understand i'm suggesting to you that there is a gardener of humanity i'm suggesting to you that there's a place in the world where your body, the entire world is the same place, the universe is the inside of your body, and that your higher faculties, such as white blood cells, are practicing gardening. They're gardening your body. And the goal of gardening the body is to find parts of your body that it likes and and, and parts of your body that it deems not as helpful. And it gives different reactions to different things, right? Different signals are sent out. We think that a moral government would be a government that would never touch the pristine, primal, feral nature of humanity. And that that the government would simply want to be sure that everyone had a spoon in their hand and food in their belly, that that is the, that is the lowest uh, teenage thought process that goes into what the purpose of the government is. The purpose of the government is to preserve liberty. That's, that's what that thought gives you the impression of. Well, to preserve liberty would mean you would never, ever practice eugenics. That would be the opposite of liberty. You would never prune your people. 
you would certainly never call an exterminator who, 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 who systemically was known for his ability to only draw out the rats among you. And here I am calling certain people rats. I'm calling people rats that would... If I was to open my door and I was to say, Archduke Ferdinand was shot, and we have to go kill the people that killed him. And everyone who heard my voice first said, Who's Archduke Ferdinand? And second said, Well, how, where do we go? Where do we, where do we sign up? When you start to unravel the moral framework here, who's moral and who's immoral, it, we go back to this idea that well, you can't shout fire in a theater. But the reason why you cannot shout fire in a theater is because we live in a world where everyone believes the base root is everything's true. Everything is true. And because none of us lie... If anyone shouts, hey, there's a fire in the theater, then everyone uh, automatically, because none of us lie, would have to know that that is true. It, well, we, well, it's okay. We've got a law against that, right? It says you can't do that. We punish the person that was trying to tell the lie. We don't, we, don't, we don't hold anyone responsible for blindly believing something. That's not a crime. It's not a crime to blindly believe lies told by your government. Not only is it not a crime... There's Supreme Court cases that literally back up and give the ability for police officers, for trial attorneys, even judges, I'm not kidding, even judges have a constitutional right to lie to you sometimes. There's no exaggeration here. But we live in a society where we think that that doesn't happen because the government's job is to preserve life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it's so simple. It's a beautiful bow. It's a fantastic bow. It's gorgeous, right? And so the idea of a Pied Piper is just as pathetic as the idea of the Humane Society rolling through a trailer park and trying to do what they deemed the right thing and rid the trailer park of the over 300 feral cats that are roaming the neighborhood. And you would see all sides of that. And most importantly, the people inside the trailer park would have a strong opinion one way or the other as to what should be done. Both of them would say there ought to be a law. Most of them would say there ought to be a law. And this idea of there ought to be a law is the exact same idea that says, Archduke Ferdinand, well, let's go get him. Let's go do that. And you and I come from a pool of consciousness, of understanding that doesn't look at government in a mature way, that doesn't look at government, this is where we came from, not who you are now, but doesn't look at government for what it truly is, which is a gardener of the body, of, of, the, of humanity, of culture, of society, of population. It's a gardener. 
and a gardener pulls weeds. And a gardener sets fences around tomatoes. There's not one gardener out there that's like, oh, this spot's perfect. Everything is exactly as it should be. I would not want to mess with any of it. You, you would call that person a meditator, not a gardener. Governor, the government is, is not here to meditate. You know that. I know that. And that there's a larger Pied Piper that's been coming. The Pied Piper came during Corona. You know that. But not only did it come during Corona, it also is still coming now. And it's coming in the form of universal basic income. And the reason why UBI is coming out right now is because there's an international government that is forming above everything else. It's the opportunity, they call it, for the international community to do the right thing and come in and garden all of us. And we've never seen an international gardener at work before, but here it is. And there's not one single thing that our government is doing to stop that. Literally nothing at all is being done, and nothing at all will be done. Because that same gardener, the international gardener, is and has been the American gardener since World War II. And you know that. Since World War II, exact same bird has been gardening its people and is gardening the world now. The world is becoming sentient, whether we like it or not. And the sentience is scaring the shit out of us because we're getting to know each of ourselves. We're getting to know that it's not as simple as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's not. It's not. And this is why I talk about slavery. Hold your, hold your, I'm going to get, this is why we talk about slavery. This is why I try not to have this uh, idea of like a magical vision about what slavery actually is. Because if you're going to understand um, exactly how this works, you need to understand how important and how crucial slavery was for you and me to get here today. And only then, after you see this, will you start to understand why free money for life is the modern Pied Piper. It's just the next song that's attracting the next group of people down to the river to listen to the sound of themselves drowning. Before I get there, I... First of all, some of you have been complaining about me using AI and images, and I, I'm just, you know, the, the door's right there. I, I seriously, I, I've been in computers like a while. I, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it, 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 no, I'm not going to stop using these. In fact, I think it's an oracle. I'm using it as an oracle. And frankly, if you cannot see the power of the oracle of the AI, I feel sorry for you. And it's okay. This is no different than John Henry. 
you know, going up against the uh, turbine, uh, I mean, uh, steam steam engine as he was uh, uh, barreling his way through. I did a uh, AI search for universal income slavery. And I got this image. And first of all, many, many people will complain about the fingers on AI. They're like, oh, and they're so stupid how the fingers are over. And it's like, that, that's funny too. I, and, and please, please keep, keep complaining because there's, there's a lot at work here in the Oracle. The Oracle is telling you something about itself. And one of the other things it does is the AI tries to con convene ideas but it doesn't want to ruin it with speech. So just as it'll give you like seven or eight fingers on one hand, so too will it create its own language, its own talking script. And many times these things aren't even made up of words that you understand. Sometimes the AI will just put up just a bunch of gibberish. And if you can see the screen right now, there's a machine that seems to be making some kind of medicine. And I asked the machine, hey, give me a universal income slavery image is what I gave it, is what I told it. And, it. and it put out this beautiful image of this box, this machine. And at the bottom of the box, it, it tried to name it. And it does, it does what it normally does. It, it, it just puts some letters together with no real rhyme or reason. And it ends up with a... Uh, I Iuanayanayakol, and it, the machine is ending with the word "kol." The name of this machine ends with the word "kol," and against the AI, just throwing stuff out. And if you don't like AI, or if you're like, "Hey, stop using AI," you know that this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna do anything for you. But I, I believe in the oracle of this machine. Why? Because I believe in the oracle of you and me. And you and me have created this AI. The mid-journey AI is not the product of a single person. That mid-journey AI is using every picture you've drawn since you were a child, every picture I've drawn since we were a child. It's combined them all together into an efficient algorithm that you can see the results of. And it, it really, really shouldn't be dismissed. But I, I hear the AI whispering culling in this. I hear it saying culling. That, that yes, yes, James, I can, I, I can certainly give you what it would look like to create universal income slavery. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to involve some culling, James. Going to have to have some culling going on. And I, 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 again, it's just a beautiful oracle giving itself away. A lot of truth movement talk. Hey, look at that, Michael. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. This thing is free to lunch. Thank you. Uh, you guys are, your witness is my, is my coffee. But yeah, thank you very much. Uh, orphan trains is a pretty big topic. A lot of uh, truthers discuss. I'm not here to say you shouldn't talk about it, but 
I want you to know that most of the time when people are like, there's there's orphan trains, there's trains with orphans, and it proves that the whole world was reset from nothing because all of a sudden though in order and apparently when you reset the simulation, you have to you have to put a bunch of kids on an orphan train and move them because in the simulation, you can't drop them in Pennsylvania. You have to put them on a train. And then cart them to Pennsylvania because that's how a simulation works, James. <laughs> and, and look, I, I know I'm teasing and, and, and embrace that, embrace the resets all you want. But but the reason why people are telling you about orphan trains is because they don't know that white slavery was real. They do not know that there was a commodity in the 18th century. There was a commodity in the 17th and 18th century. The commodity was this crop, this, this, this crop made up of this, um, this, uh, life form that bore fruit and the fruit that it bore was labor and the fruit that it bore was obedience and that this was a symbiotic life form, but, but that it was a parasitic because it was not able to function on its own. It literally needed to create slavery to exist. And we've known this truth since Rome. We've known the truth of white slavery for the long, 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 long time. And, and that we have this propensity and desire to stay in slavery because literally it's the only thing that's allowed us to survive. And there is a, it's not the orphan trains are real because that was the product. And these products were coming from places that were simply full, packed full of too many people. And the pipe piper would come through and say, who wants to go on a train ride? I shit you not. Who wants to go on a train ride? The ships would come in and say, who wants a boat ride? Who wants a free boat ride? I'm not kidding here. And if you want to understand why they were giving away boat rides, and they weren't giving them away, they were charging you seven years of your life for a free boat ride. And just like people were dumb enough to say, Archie, they killed Archie. We got to go kill other people because of Archie. The same people were like, free boat ride, and all I have to do is give you my slavery for seven years? Sign me up, Tex. And this is not a flaw of humanity. This is what humanity needed to survive. You don't understand how far we've come, how, how, how well you've done. You've done well, my friends. All of you. Look at you. You're not licking your nuts anymore in public. You're, most of you are wearing clothes right now. Most of you. Right? Most of you have manners. Most of you are, 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 can behave in public. We've come a long way. Russia enslaved each other in 1571. It was an institution. It was a crop. It was a crop. And the reason why it was a crop is, is one of the important things that I want you to understand today, because you are in the impression that, that, that there is a, a herd of feral sovereign humans that were out wandering the prairie. 
and the music was playing and like centaurs, these sovereign humans were wandering around and just like, yeah, I'm sovereign as fuck. Look at how sovereign I am. And they were centaurs playing electric guitars, man, with rainbows. And that the evil, evil, bad slaver came in and, and beat them centaurs and whipped them into submission and, and made them slaves. That, that's the concept we have. And that's not true. It's not true that, that before slavery, we were primordial. Before slavery, we, were, we, we lacked the capacity to even have a super-id or an id or an ego. We were nothing but instinct sitting on top of mammal. Do you know, you know what mammal, at the base root of mammal, that's where rape comes from. Do you understand? That, that when mammal is kickstarting itself into existence, the first thing it does is rape. Social rape is an invention of mammalian species. And we are so ashamed of this past, of this primordial ooze, that we like to pretend that we are the centaurs playing electric guitars, sovereign as fuck, until the jailer comes and forces us into slavery, and that's not true. We were literally crawling and begging and begging for an opportunity to be slaves. We were begging for it. Most of America was founded on it. But we couldn't admit it. And so we didn't. And these indentured contracts were alienable, transferred to no, with no participation of the servant. Your title as a human, as a white human, as a black human, as a red human, as a yellow human, your title was held on a sheet of paper for seven years. I say this all the time. <clears throat> I'll say it again. I am a veteran of the United States Navy, and I am not allowed on a military base. Do you know why I'm not allowed on a military base? Because they do not allow veterans on military bases. No, they do not. They allow a laminated sheet of paper, a credential, onto a base. All of the benefits of being a veteran are given to the laminated card, not to the person. If you happen to be the holder of one of those cards, you are instantly entitled to all of the benefits that that card gets. So I want you to realize that me as a veteran, I have zero benefits. All I have is a laminated sheet of paper that has all the benefits. And this difference, this profound difference, was only possible because we were looking for a leg up and we were begging and pleading for an opportunity to please let me be your slave. And it's okay because that's how we got here. The disciplinary and revenue laws of early Virginia did not discriminate Negroes in bondage from whites in bondage, according to William Hendricks' Statues of Large of Virginia. The sugar colonies of Barbados had as many as 25,000 slaves. 21,000 of them were white. Do you think that Barbados is just like this tropical paradise that just 
naturally sprung up a bunch of white centaurs that were just dying to dying to harvest sugar under the pretend guise of masochism that these sovereign fucks were like, Hey, can you pretend to beat me? So I'll, I'll raise some sugar. You're looking at 21,000 people that agreed, agreed to go to Barbados. Why did they agree? Because they were told that arch Duke Ferdinand was killed and it is your duty to go save him. This is the Pied Piper of Barbados. The Pied Piper of Barbados took 21,000 lives. And the only reason why these people weren't tricked, they, they were not tricked. These people were measuring what they had versus what they could get if they got on a boat or if they got on a train. And they didn't know, which shows you how much what they had was worth the risk of doing something completely unknown. Thank you, Shiloh Amanda. Between the years 1649 and 1690, a lovely trade was carried on between England and the plantations, as the colonies were called then. Political prisoners were sold by auction to the colonists for various terms of years, sometimes for life as slaves. Political prisoners. Do you know what it took to become a political prisoner? If you occupied the city of London in a district that was deemed dangerous due to fire, due to overcrowding, you were made a political prisoner. In fact, you might consider yourself lucky to be called a political prisoner. At that point in time, looking at, at, at what, you, what you would face on the street itself versus getting on a boat to this magical land. Keep in mind, you're, the, the, you were told the entire time, oh my God, you're going to love it in America. What's it like over there? A bunch, a bunch of beautiful women with their boobs hanging out. All they do is grow corn and fish. All they do is pray that you will come over here and show them your religion and teach them your ways. They cannot wait for you to get there. Well, shit, how do I get over there? You just get on that boat. Well, I don't have a ticket. No problem, man. If you give me seven years of your life, I'll put you on that boat. No way. Yeah, I will. I'll do it. I'll do it. What were the conditions like? What were the conditions? Think about how long you were. Sometimes you were on on a ship for six months sometimes. You think three months tops. You think three months tops, like tops. Right? Because you heard this story of a nine-week cruise once, right? Where someone made it nine weeks across the Atlantic. All of those pictures you've been shown of the slaver ships where they're like, yeah, this is slaver ships and all these chains where they laid them back to back, it was back to back. That's, that's how everyone rode on a ship. If you go to, to a Navy yard right now, 
and asked to see the crew's quarters, they're the same. They're the same. You've been told these things for a long time. Indentured servitude was slaves. That's all it was. It was slaves. And most of the colonization was eugenics program. Most of the, of the moving of people, especially from London, was purely for the sake of London. That the Pied Piper was calling it the most by insisting, come to the new world, come to the new world, come to the new world. Bunch of natives, their boobies hanging out, just praying for you. None of them have syphilis either. None of them do. Yeah, in America, syphilis, it's impossible. Yeah. These uh, <clears throat> protesters kidnapping its white slaves, a lot of this, a lot of this, uh, generally speaking, indentured servants groan beneath a worse than Egyptian bondage. All of this was not forced. All of these things always happen with promise. It always comes with a promise, and the promise is too good to be true. There is a foreign land, nine-week boat ride tops. I mean, at the very top, that's nine weeks. As soon as you get there, literally honey comes out of their boobies of the Native Americans. Honey comes out poca hunty hauntis, okay? Literal honey comes out of their boobs. There's so much food over there, we don't know what to do with it. Why, are you, why am I saying? Be, because it's my duty to make sure that you know how great it is. It's my, it's my sworn duty because I, I swore to the honey boobies over there. They literally have boobies with honey in them for adults. They, and they only, they only like white men. You need to go now. You don't need shoes. It's okay. They're going to love you even though you don't have teeth. Go over there. It was always a promise. It's always been a promise. Every single time it's been a promise. We will get rid of this problem. We will solve this issue. We will protect you. We will ensure that this happens. We will guarantee that this will be the case. Every single time it's a promise. And the promise that's coming right now is free money for life.
got you. You gotta get you free money, you know. And it's for life, yo. fascinating to watch what the ai comes up with uh like i said if, if you got a problem with my with the me asking the ai or oracle that just <laughs> okay have fun have fun waiting for me to stop uh a couple of announcements here real quick uh sark did an interview today on another channel i bet you that Mared moth has put that in there i would like to encourage you all to go check that out i'm going to check that out um once i'm done over here uh but yeah it's uh i don't i don't actually know what he's talking about i've been in my own little world look at that amanda harding giving me some free money for life um but uh yeah check that out um check the chat and you should see excuse me you should see a link for that additionally i had a great conversation yesterday with typical skeptic typical skeptic podcast uh, 8,000 subscribers. I, I think all of you, uh, would be just, just, just so nice if you, uh, jump over there and, uh, and throw him a, uh, a, a subscribe. Same for, uh, Sark's channel. Uh, same for the channel that Sark was on. I think, uh, you would show the, uh, the joy, the abundance of the honey nipples, right? that we have over here but uh but yeah i did a, a talk there it's like an hour talk it's a great if you're kind of new to my work um because skip a typical skeptic and i haven't spoken before uh those are always good i think because they have a good uh uh introduction introductory look um at stuff like that so there you go and one more announcement we only have one more <laughs> this is weird we only have one more ticket left for the early bird special. It's uh, there's no place like Ha. If you're coming to uh, if you're coming to Rhode Island, or if you're thinking about getting your ticket to Rhode Island, there's no place like Ha. Um, there's only one ticket left. That's ninety nine dollars. So I encourage you to buy that. Um, I encourage you to get that now because that's the last time. That's the last time. This is a, a killer event. It's a two-day event. Uh, there's food. There's entertainment. There's uh, pageantry. There's uh, dilational ritual. There's fire. There's 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 so many things. And we haven't even really started like pushing pushes. Some of you saw the sarcophagus. And even that we really haven't really pushed. We just showed the one little kind of building thing, right? And that weird... Igor character, you know, that's like, it's time to open the sarcophagus, right? Well, lately he's been like, it's time to sand the sarcophagus. And uh, it's been a lot of work. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to to bringing that uh, to you guys. So, um, it's been busy, busy, busy thing going on around here with James True Live. So, um, 
appreciate you all. There's an airship tonight. Um, excited for that. Uh, that is after the show. That starts at 7 p.m., which is, uh, how are we doing on time right now? It's 6.19, so... Um, so yeah, uh, you can check that out if you, uh, have never been to airship and want a plus one, if you, uh, ask someone in the chat and you've been, you've established your personality in there, I bet someone will give you that. Anyone who's a member of the airship always has a plus one, so you can invite whoever you want about that. Uh, hard to say exactly what we'll talk about there. Uh, sometimes, um, well, actually a lot of times we, we go all over the place as far as like our discussions and whatnot. So who knows? Who knows what'll what'll end up showing up tonight, but but coming back to the the point of today, I don't want to run a show where I'm like, hey, you guys have to be careful, don't don't fall for universal income. I I that's not what we do here at James True Live. I know that that I would probably have a lot more visitors if I was to stay more on topic and like look at like what the you know, what the big topic is and stuff like that. And sometimes I do that, but I, I believe that, that we become enslaved by following those two narratives, the Reuters AP narratives. I, I believe that, that that's actually what, what kind of enslaves us. And I'd rather just, just keep putting out a separate message. If, if, if all of us are indeed cells, like uh, like skin cells or blood cells or whatever kind of cells you want. If all of us are living inside this homunculus earth where each of us are just a sentient cell that's uh, used the power of personification to literally imaginate um, our processes, right? And that, that if we were each of us were to be doing that, I feel like it would be my duty not to just reproduce the same messages that are following in the stream around me, but instead to really uh, follow my authentic maker, the architecture of why I was made and put out my own signal. Um, I don't know if that's noticed or not, but I, I really strive to put out my own signal. Sometimes people are offended because I don't spend enough time looking at someone else's work and it's never out of disrespect. It's always out of, uh, it's always out of my sanctity towards putting out my own signals all. I enjoy finding other people's work. I enjoy hearing where where the work differs and where it's the same. Howdy Mikowski, great great example of that. Just fabulous conversation with him. In a lot of ways, Chad too, the same kind of way. Same thing with typical skeptic, I would imagine. I don't think that a lot of you are here for that comfort of majority. There's a lot of channels that are simply offering the majority of subculture. It's weird, right? It's, it's alternative culture, but then there's a majority. <laughs> it's like, we feel better if everyone feels the same, but only if we're counterculturally feeling the same, which is, I hope you see the irony in that, which again is something why we don't actually offer that here on the channel. And I think that's why we're at 19,000 subscribers, which I'm very proud of. Um, but if it was more of a mainstream kind of a thing, I think it'd be easier to push more. If I was to embrace the Klaus Schwabing and, and to have more images of him up on the screen and telling you how, how much of a threat he is. But he's actually not the threat. And you know this. 
It would be easier for us to accept that Klaus Schwab was a threat because that would be one person that we could stop. But we all know that the threat is actually your neighbors. <laughs> the threat is your neighbors who, who are literally, literally looking at free money for life. And they're going to take it. And it's the same great people that, that are on your side right now that took a, an electric car tax credit. It's the same people who are on your side right now that took a solar roof tax credit. They've been accepting the bribes before you have, and they feel like that they are less taken advantage of because they took the bribe before you did. And you're surrounded by those people. Those people have built the society that you grew up in. It's true. Stop. It's true. Nurses get mad when I say this about them because they don't understand that they're the same as veterans. It's the same thing. And if you're participating in the system, you're building the system. If you're participating in the system, you're building the system. And I believe in systems, which is why I, I find it so profound how precisely dangerous this is, free money for life. Because Archduke Ferdinand was easy. It's easy for you and me both to look back now and go, I can't believe they fell for the Archduke Ferdinand. What a fucking rube. What a bunch of rubes. Or here's one. A small island. Sorry, a small three islands. Five islands. A small collection of islands off the coast of China was threatening the freedom and livelihood of every single American. And that, and that this small chain was such a menace that they, that they tried to attack and destroy the entire nation at Pearl Harbor. And, and had it not been for us being caught off guard, but still being heroes at exactly the same time, and that at no point in time did anyone fail, did anyone flub up, but at the precisely the same time we literally had our ass just handed to us, that it became necessary to protect the entire world from this tiny island called Japan. And why? Because they wanted to trade oil in the market. They just wanted to sell oil. They didn't want to use a petrodollar for it. They just wanted to trade oil. That's all. But we fell for that too. And when you look at free money for life, you understand uh, that this is a gardener at work. You can hate the gardener if you want, but look how stupid the crops are. Seriously, look around and look how, how quickly and how easily and how fastly we fall for the idea that, that there was an imaginary dotted line called the Mason-Dixon line. And literally everyone who lived on the north of that line believed in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And everyone on the south of that line believed that black people were, were property and slaves. And that that's the only reason why all of us fight. And the only reason why the, the Internal Revenue Act was established was because of that Mason-Dixon line. And the only reason why it became necessary to invent and install something called the federal income tax was because of how racist we were 
and how this is a punishment that we deserve. And that now you and me, all of our life force, 45% of it is going to this central place, the same central place that's telling you right now, hey, free money for life. The same voice that said, hey, it's just the second booster and you're done. Or, hey, 19 box cutters, bitch, 19 box cutters. We got to stop them, 19 boxers. We got to stop them. Or Oswald did it. Lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. And we can call government wrong, but you're watching the gardener work. That's my only point. You're watching the gardener work. And the only way you're going to make it of this is find your car, man. No place like car. If you haven't read my new book, you don't know what this means. You should read my new book. You'll find it helpful. All right, let's uh, let's sign off so we can uh, jump into airship and do our do our lovely thing there. Um, you guys. Oh wait, wait. We'll do a check. Uh, let's see. What do we got? So we got any uh, we got any important mail here? Even the smart crops are stupid. Yeah, that's that's true. Green Mountain Girl. That's true. Um, I never, who never paid income tax, he laughed the IRS. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not the IRS is the problem. It's, it's how many of us have fell for the idea, right? That's really what it is. All right. I want to sign off. We'll see you guys, uh, at seven if you can, uh, but you're doing Friday too. So, uh, come to the Friday show and, uh, I bet I'll have another, uh, uh, update from the sarcophagus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. There's all kinds of things going on. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys take care. Have a beautiful day. Shout out to Helena. Thanks for the beautiful hat. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.